Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. D.C., a 15-year-old is dead this morning after a shooting near a metro station. Leaders from all over Maryland make an appeal to the Biden administration over the new FBI headquarters in Greenbelt. I'm John Dome. And the last of the Open Streets events takes place today, this Saturday in D.C. It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business. I'm Aaron Rubin in New York. Three days to go until the midterms, and both sides are confident they will come up on top. Nicole Killian reports. Out West, Democrats vying for the Senate and governor's mansion are fighting off challenges from election deniers, including rising MAGA star Carrie Lake, who was called out by former President Barack Obama this week. Then democracy as we know it may not survive in Arizona. CBS's Chris Van Cleef asked Lake about it in Arizona. That is quite a statement that you are a threat to democracy. We have the rights to question our government and our elections. It's called the First Amendment, and I intend to continue to use that right. CBS News has learned that former President Donald Trump is considering running for the White House again and could make the announcement later this month. Tornadoes have ripped through parts of Oklahoma and Texas, flattening homes and toppling trees. Jason Allen is in Hopkins County, Texas. This spot right here was where a home was sitting. And the reason that all you see now is blocks and beams and pieces of wood is because the tornado picked that house up and it moved it and it redeposited it over here, a good 50 to 75 feet away. At least one death has been reported in Oklahoma. It was a tough day Friday at Twitter. Elon Musk started firing nearly half the staff. Farewell tweets from Twitter employees include one tech worker who writes, Looks like I'm unemployed, y'all. Just got remotely logged out of my laptop. Up to half of Twitter's 7,500 employees could lose their jobs. And many Twitter users like Larry Roberts are concerned about how the mass layoffs will affect content moderation. If it's a platform where people are shouted down and so on, I don't, I don't want to be part of that. Some of Twitter's advertisers are not taking taking any chances. According to the Wall Street Journal, General Mills, Audi, and Pfizer are part of a growing list of companies pausing their Twitter ads. Matt Bigler for CBS News, San Francisco. At a G7 meeting in Germany, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and the others pledged to help Ukraine rebuild. The G7 is also providing economic and humanitarian support to Ukraine. As President Putin tries to make up for Russia's defeats on the battlefield by targeting civilian infrastructure that provides Ukrainian men women, children, and elderly people with heat, water, and electricity. Tonight's Powerball jackpot is $1.6 billion. That's the largest lottery prize 
ever. Your odds of hitting the jackpot, one in 292 million. And if the winner picks the cash option, the payout is $782 million. This is CBS News. Dell Technologies Early Black Friday starts now with 48% off business PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Call 877-ASK-DELL. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. You listen to WTOP for the latest news, traffic, and weather in your car. But what about when you're not behind the wheel? Download the WTOP News app to listen wherever you are. Eating breakfast, out for a run, or at work. Plus, sign up for news alerts, create a personalized news feed, and register for rewards. 24-7, 365. Never miss a moment with the WTOP app. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. WTOP at 404. It's Saturday morning. We made it to the weekend, everybody. Welcome in. November 5th, 2022. Partly to mostly cloudy this Saturday. Breezy, warm, high, 78 to 80. You're waking up to 60 degrees right now. Good morning to you. Dean Lane, we thank you for taking us along for your weekend morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you here at WTOP as we do ride into this weekend morning together Saturday. We continue to follow developments now. In the news out of Charles County this week that five people locally who all appear to be adults have apparently been found dead inside a home. The Charles County Sheriff's Office says they were called on Friday to Wildflower Drive located in La Plata around 4 p.m. yesterday, Friday afternoon with La Plata Police. It's being classified as a murder investigation, but they're tight-lipped on some of the details. When asked if all the five victims were shot, they're saying, well, originally we were called out for a shooting, but at this point we're still investigating the cause of death for the five people. They're still working on identifying who those people were and what relationships those people had amongst them. So still a lot of unanswered questions at this point. Mauricio Casillas there with our news partners at NBC4 was at the scene. Meantime, on another front, our other breaking story out of D.C. Saturday morning, a 15-year-old boy is dead. This after he was shot in northwest D.C. Now, police say in this situation, they got a call right before 5 o'clock on Friday night for gunfire that was coming apparently from an alley located at 7th and M Street, right next to the Mount Vernon Square Metro Station at the time. Now, Assistant Police Chief Andre Wright has information this morning on the suspect. We're looking for a lone shooter who exited a silver Mercedes with tinted windows, ran past a group of folks on the sidewalk, ran into the alley, and shot at a specific group of people uh, of which this juvenile was a part of. Police say the suspect then ran back apparently to his car and drove off. There are no reports of other injuries. WTLP News time, now 4.05. New this morning, a 15-year-old boy has been arrested, we're told, in connection with the shooting to Washington Commander's running back Brian Robinson, Jr. That team was 14 at the time of the shooting back in the summer in August. This is actually a second arrest made in the case. A 17-year-old was arrested earlier this week. Police say they're looking this morning for one more person to close the case for good. Robinson was shot in the leg, we remind you, during an attempted robbery in the H Street Corridor in Northeast. He was released from the hospital the day after the shooting and has since returned to the lineup. In other news this morning, the Fed is expected to announce a location for the FBI's new headquarters soon. And 
Maryland leaders say it is time for the Biden administration to put its money where its mouth is. Prince George's County Executive Angela Alsobrook says the changes to the scoring system used to select a new FBI headquarters undermine the Biden administration's commitment to advancing equity. Here at the Greenbelt Metro, one of three finalists for the new HQ, Senator Chris Van Hollen also argued the administration was undermining its commitment to equity. Equity and inclusion was going to be one of their very top priorities. For most of the process, cost, security, and equity were thought to rank highest factors. Now they weigh the least compared to proximity to facilities like the Training Academy in Quantico. This is an abrupt change that clearly favors Springfield. At the Greenbelt Metro, John Dome in WTLP News. Beautiful weekend in store in our area on tap with much warmer temps than we normally have this time of year. Perfect for D.C.'s final Open Streets event. Wisconsin Avenue from Western Avenue to Tindley Circle will be closed this Saturday today uh, in the morning starting at 7 this morning and will stay closed we're told until 2 in the afternoon. One mile will be closed to cars and open for people to bike, walk, scoot and play in a reimagining of public space and how it would work. Organizers say more than 30 Friendship Heights and Tindley Town neighborhood businesses and all will provide a range of day-only specials and services. Enjoy. Saturday morning, November 5th, 2022, where the time now is 408. Good morning. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Having good weather on the 8s and when it breaks, good morning to Ian Crawford with us this morning at the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. You mentioned the closure through uh, Tenley Town and Friendship Heights later this morning. We'll stick with the district for this report and at least to start with the crash Rock Creek and Potomac Parkway southbound near Waterside Drive and Massachusetts Avenue was blocking the left lane when last seen. We had work on DC 295 southbound before Pennsylvania Avenue. A single lane was getting by at last report. Unclear whether it still is. And on I-295, both directions near Suitland Parkway down to a single lane to get past the work. Expanding outward into the free state of Maryland, 95 northbound, the ramp to go east on Maryland Route 100. Exit 43A at last report, that ramp was still blocked by crash activity. BW Parkway drama-free between the two beltways. 50 between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway, there is work westbound coming off the Bay Bridge near Baydale Drive. Exit 28 heading toward Ritchie Highway. Exit 27, it's a right lane to get by. The ramp that takes you north on Route 2, the Ritchie Highway, that is blocked. Across the Bay Bridge, it's two-way traffic on the eastbound span. Virginia, 66, the over the top of the Capitol Beltway. The work zone takes away the right side, single left getting by. And then near Fairfax County Parkway, you're down to a single right lane to get past the work. Eastbounders, watch for the work right before the Beltway. A right lane is blocked, so is the ramp that takes you onto the inner, or, to the inner loop of the Capitol Beltway. On the inner loop, the work after... Arlington Boulevard, it's two to the left to get by. The ramps for I-66, both eastbound and westbound, are shut down. Coming off the Legion Bridge, you're going to be into the work zone near the George Washington Memorial Parkway, ultimately down to a single left lane to get by. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Visit or Fitzmall has Fitzgerald, that's what it says, has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. A Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Looking for new glasses, I'm Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. The incredible November warmth continues. Now we're going to be seeing high temperatures in the mid to upper 70s over the next couple of days. you got to remember our average high is only 62, but I'm going for a high of 78 on Saturday. Could be some fog early, so watch out for that this morning as you're making your way out and about. Uh, 78 on Saturday, 77 on Sunday. Showers west of I-95 early in the day, but most of the afternoon is dry. Look for a high on Monday with more sunshine of 78 degrees. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. 
We're at 65 in Rockville, 64 in Ashburn. You're waking up to 62 degrees in District Heights this 4 a.m. hour. Saturday morning, November 5th, 2022. We are right now at 60 degrees straight up and holding in our nation's capital in the 4 a.m. hour. This check brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. From Washington to Kiev, updates on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, 24-7, 365, 103.5 FM, and WTOP.com. Latest from Campaign 2022 next on WTOP last weekend before the midterms. Thompson Creek designs, builds, and installs replacement windows. Without the middleman markup, you get high-quality windows at an affordable price direct from our local factory. Take advantage of our biggest sale of the year with 25% off all windows and doors for a limited time, plus special financing options. Call 855-57-CREEK. That's 855-57-CREEK before this offer is gone. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Campaign 2022 continues on WTOP this early Saturday morning. This is the final weekend of campaigning before Tuesday's midterm election day. November 8th, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer saying this week, predicting that Democrats will hold on to the control of the U.S. Senate thanks to strong voter turnout. This morning, CBS News Chief Foreign Affairs Correspondent Margaret Brennan, moderator of Sunday's edition of Face the Nation, joins us with more. It is going to be tight. This is going to be coin toss. Pennsylvania is the race that we are all focusing in on, along with Georgia, Nevada, a few other races there. But those are the big three I have my eyes on most closely. And we know that it is tight in Pennsylvania. The reason it is such a focus is, of course, we're already in a 50-50 Senate. And so just flipping a seat can change the majority. We're going to have a conversation about where we are in these final days of the race. Governor Chris Sununu, who had considered running for Senate from the state of New Hampshire, but instead is running for re-election as governor, is the Republican guest who will join us. Now, if Democrats do hold on to the Senate, but Republicans take control of the House, what does that mean for President Biden's agenda? Well, the old cliche was gridlock is good. Even if you have a split Congress at odds, then typically the assumption is not much gets done. What it could mean is, first of all, in these next few weeks before the new Congress takes seat in January, you see a flurry of activity as Democrats try to get some business done before they hand over the keys, so to speak. But for the next few years, it could really throw sand in the gears of the Biden agenda. That said, the president has gotten a number of big programs through. In fact, in these two years, that is one of the things the Republicans are campaigning against, all the fiscal spending he did to help shore up the economy given the inflation we have. But when it comes to trying to fix America's economic problems, it is not clear that lawmakers are going to have much effect. It's really going to be in the hands of the central bankers like the head of the Federal Reserve. So you have uh, Chris Sununu, the governor, coming up uh, Sunday. Who else? We also will have Chris Krabs. He's a friend of the show, CBS contributor, former head of the Division of Homeland Security charged with protecting America's election infrastructure. You might remember that he said 2020 was the most secure election in American history. And then Donald Trump fired him. Well, he will be my guest Sunday to talk about the election security going into these races and talk about what you need to know, the disinformation you need to be on alert about, and give us a sense of how he thinks this administration is doing when it comes to protecting the integrity of our election system. Campaign 2022 continues on WT. 
KDOP this Saturday morning. CBS News Chief Foreign Affairs Correspondent Margaret Brennan there, moderator of Sunday's Face of the Nation, talking with Joan and Bruce. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Good Saturday morning, November 5th. Welcome to the weekend at 4.15 and Frankie's turn this morning. Embarrassing loss for the Wizards, 42 points. Brooklyn Nets come to town and beat the Wiz 128-86. Worst home loss ever in franchise history for the Wizards. Kevin Durant, 28 points, 11 assists, 9 boards to lead Brooklyn to its first road win of the season. Former GW star Yuta Watanabe added 14 points off the bench for the Nets, who were playing without suspended guard Kyrie Irving. Just a bad, bad loss for the Wiz and coach Wes Unsell Jr. They flat out beat us, they beat us. Okay, that, that, that's going to happen some nights. Shots aren't going to fall, but our approach, our competitiveness wasn't there. Wiz now 4-5. and five. They'll visit the Memphis Grizzlies Sunday. Nike, meantime, announcing they are suspending its relationship with Kyrie Irving, effective immediately, and will no longer launch his new Kyrie 8s. This comes in the wake of the controversy surrounding Irving's social media posts about a book and movie containing anti-Semitic ideas. Commanders get the Vikings Sunday at 1 o'clock, ruled out because of injury. Wide receiver Jahan Donson, running back J.D. McKissick, along with linebackers Cole Holcomb and David Mayo. Vikings are 6-1 and one under Kirk Cousins, a quarterback. Commanders 4-4 four and four looking for their fourth straight victory. Dave Butts, who helped anchor the Washington football's defensive line in the 1980s has died at the age of 72. Friday night football, some top programs going at it. DeMatha knocks off good counsel 28-14. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Frankie. As always, 416, Saturday morning, November 5th on WTOP. Glad you're with us. The top stories we're following for you this early Saturday morning as you rise with us heading into the weekend at WTOP. New this hour, five people have been found locally dead inside a home in La Plata and Charles County this week. County Sheriff's deputies say they responded to the home on Wildflower Drive around 4 yesterday in the afternoon for a report of a shooting. Investigators say the dead appear all to be adults. On another front, two people are dead this morning after a shooting. This happening inside a giant grocery store this week in Oxon Hill Friday morning. Police say it happened after a woman suspected of shoplifting was approached by a security guard. The woman apparently pulled out a handgun, began firing, and the guard, a man, returned fire. Both were killed. Should the FBI's new headquarters be built in Prince George's County? Local, state, and federal lawmakers gathering this week to answer that and say yes. County Exec Angela Alsobrook says the county's two suggested sites best meet the criteria used by the federal government in the past to make such decisions. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. For the time now is 417. Good morning. Checking stuff to watch this weekend. Two feuding former friends hit the silver screen in the movie The Banshees of Sharon. This dark comedy starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson is set on a fictional Irish island set in the early 1990s. Vulture critic Jen Cheney with her take this morning. Gleeson's character who just decides he doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell anymore. And Colin Farrell, who is obsessed with trying to figure out what he's done wrong. And even though that's small stakes, it it feels like very big stakes within the context of this movie. I saw this a few weeks ago, and it has just stuck with me. I think it's a really wonderful film, and Colin Farrell in particular is excellent in it. Again, checking stuff for you to watch this weekend. That's Vulture critic Jim Shaney on Skype here on WTOP. It's Saturday morning. It is November 5th. Welcome to WTOP at 418. 
traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Let's check in now this morning with Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. We start in the district with better news from the Rock Creek and Potomac Parkway southbound coming from the area of the zoo heading toward Q Street. The crash was near the ramps where the where Waterside Drive drops into the southbound lanes of the Rock Creek Parkway, but that crash now gone. Travel lanes have been reopened. Pace is once again good as you make your way toward Q Street and on toward Point South. On the rest of the D.C. roadways, actually doing fairly well, and please, by all means, keep up the good work. We did have work both northbound and southbound on I-295. The pivot point there is going to be Suitland Parkway, exit 4, and each direction getting by in a single lane at last report. The work was supposed to be southbound on Pennsylvania Avenue before and after or check that, it was southbound on DC 295 before and after Pennsylvania Avenue, and a single lane was getting by. We may have some issues with that ramp that would carry you on to the inbound 11th Street Bridge, but have not gotten any particulars on that yet. On the Maryland side, the crash northbound 95 on the ramp to go east on Maryland Route 100. Exit 43A at last report, that ramp was so blocked. That's been about two and a half hours now, waiting for an all-clear on that one. PW Parkway is drama-free between the two beltways. On the Beltway in Maryland, we are good getting into Virginia on the Outer Loop. Not so bad. Ultimately down to a single left lane through the work zone on the Virginia side of the bridge, passing the George Washington Memorial Parkway and on toward Georgetown Pike before all the lanes open back up for you. We have we had work on 395 northbound after Glebe Road blocking the right side. On the Capitol Beltway's inner loop, the work was going to be on it was going to be on the inner loop near 50 Arlington Boulevard. A left lane, two left lanes were getting by, heading toward I-66, and the ramps to get on to 66 eastbound and westbound blocked by the same work. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking a very warm weekend, one of the warmest in November ever. 78 degrees on your Saturday. Could be some early morning fog, so watch out for that. On Sunday, good chance of showers, if not rain, early in the day west of I-95, but most of the afternoon is looking dry. Look for a high of 77. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now we're at 62 in Upper Marlboro, 66 in Centerville. Having climbed a couple of degrees, we're back up to 64 in our nation's capital. Saturday morning, November 5th, 2022. Glad you're with us here at WTOP, where the time now is 421. This is WTOP News. This latest check brought to you this morning by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300. Check them out, newlookhomedesign.com. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. The rate of deaths directly attributed to alcohol jumped 26% in the U.S. during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to new data published this week by the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And that spike in 2020 was actually the highest rate recorded in at least 40 years. That year, alcohol-related death rates actually increased the most for men under age 45. Among women, the biggest increase was for those between 25 and 44. This morning, Dr. Aaron White, the senior advisor to the director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, with his take on all this. More people started drinking during the pandemic. We're not surprised that deaths went up, but it is pretty shocking how big they went up. Essentially, deaths were increasing before the pandemic at a few percent per year, and then all of a sudden they jumped 26%. So you got about 10 years of increase in that one year. 
so yeah, so it is a considerable amount of extra death from alcohol. What does that tell you, perhaps, about the pressure that people were under and how people do turn to alcohol and drugs during times that they are feeling like they can't handle things? Well, I think that you set up that question perfectly. Really, what seems to be happening is people are struggling. And people were struggling more even before the pandemic. And then the pandemic came along and just poured fuel on that fire. And so just the general level of struggle and misery in the country has gone up. It's been very, very tough, I think, for most people the past couple of years. And yeah, alcohol is one of those things that we have at our disposal. If we like to drink, alcohol can help reduce some of that discomfort. But it's a slippery slope because a little bit may help you relax in the evening and get through your day, but too much can increase your risk of death from injuries and liver disease and cancer and all sorts of other causes. So what is your advice if you or a loved one starts drinking more heavily? What do you tell folks who are trying to advise family members or folks who feel like they're getting caught in this trap? It depends on your current relationship with alcohol. And what I mean by that is how much you're drinking, how often, why you're drinking, what role alcohol plays in your life. If you're at a point where you really struggle to cut down on your own, you really can't seem to get a handle on stopping if you're trying to stop, if it's interfering with your relationships, your work. In other words, if alcohol is contributing to harm in your life, your health, your quality of your life, your relationships, you really might need some added support there. It might not be something you can do on your own or just with your family. And our website, if you search Rethinking Drinking, NIAAA has a website called Rethinking Drinking, which walks people through the symptoms of an alcohol use disorder so they can help themselves determine if they might have one. And then there's a list of all kinds of resources and suggestions for how to cut back on your own if you can or reach out for extra support if you need help. There's free 12-step programs. There's therapy that can be covered by insurance or paid for out of pocket if you happen to have the funds. There are lots and lots of options if you've reached that level. If you're just simply drinking too much and you find it creeping up and you want to cut back, there are lots of things you can do to help yourself before you have to think about reaching out for extra support. Make a plan for when you're going to quit. Say, I'm going to cut down over this period of time and I'm going to stop. I'm going to take a break for a month and see how I feel and see if my life improves. In that case, I would recommend just kind of being gentle with yourself. This is a very difficult time. If you try to stop or cut back the first time and it doesn't work, don't give up. Just keep trying. You'll get there. But like I said, I think a lot of people are just really having a much harder time these last couple of years. That's Dr. Aaron White, the senior advisor to the director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. Talking there with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. The time now is 425, Saturday morning, November 5th. Welcome in. Money News. Each half hour at 25 and 55. Jeff Clayball with us this early hour to wrap your business week. The Dow gained 402 points Friday, though it's still lost ground for the week. The unemployment rate rose to 3.7% last month, but companies added a more than expected 261,000 jobs. Holiday spending growth could be half what it was last year. Buffalo, New York bar the anchor, which claims to have invented the Buffalo chicken wing is opening an outpost in Leesburg. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. WTOP at 426. Hi, I'm Frank, owner of a plumbing company and an expert in fixing the leaks in your house. However, I was also finding leaks in my marketing plan. New jobs weren't flowing in, and our outreach to potential customers kept getting clogged. Finally, we had enough and called 2060 Digital. Their team of experts became an extension of our marketing team and developed a custom strategy to reach our customers where they lived. 
Instead of paying for TV ads that reach anyone, we're targeting our videos to people looking for plumbers within the driving range of our trucks. Instead of being on the second page of search results, we're ahead of the other guys and are the top result for people searching for plumbers in key neighborhoods. Instead of losing to the competition, we're flushing them down the drain. Now our office is overflowing with leads. See what they can do for you by visiting. Will you and everyone you work with lose their minds if you don't use Upwork to bring in more talent to help? Yep. Can you afford to spend months finding that talent the old-fashioned way? Nope. Can you hire them in seconds on Upwork? Yep. Is it complicated? Nope. Can you have them as long as you need? Yep. Longer than you need? Nope. Is Upwork a newer, better way to work? Yep. Is this commercial over? Nope. What about now? Yep. Upwork. This is how we work now. 